What does game mean to you in one word? Opportunity. Play. Engagement. Intriguing. Game means life. Fun. Engaging. Interaction. Escape. Connection. Culture. Fox from Creative Mornings Cleveland. We're thrilled to have the Front Porch Media Network on board as our official podcast partner. Front Porch is Cleveland's premier podcast and radio network, committed to producing and delivering the best original content and engaging shows. Right now, you're listening to Wake Up Call, their newest podcast, recorded and produced on location as part of Creative Mornings Cleveland's monthly lecture series. Enjoy. Good morning, everybody. I'm your host, David Allen Moss of the Front Porch People and Moss Media. Thank you for joining us for Wake Up Call at Creative Mornings Cleveland. Wake Up Call is like your first cup of coffee. It's your opportunity to connect with the local creative community, talk shop, and explore themes inspired by today's breakfast lecture. It's here we invite attendees of the lecture series to join us for coffee and conversation, full of -of out-of-the-box thinking to spark your imagination. In our fourth episode of Wake Up Call, we are exploring the theme of game. We'll be joined by Creative Mornings attendees Robert Gatewood, Jason Veers, Lauren Allray, Benjamin Smith, and guest speaker Jared Huntley. Okay, uh, Robert Gatewood, owner of Full Spectrum Gamer Haven, host of Creative Morning Cleveland, the game edition. Tell me how this came to be. Let's talk about real quick. What? Where are we? We are in a creative co-working space that centers game culture. By that, I mean video games kind of are at the middle of everything creative in my mind because it's an interactive, creative outlet. Mm -hmm. Everything it takes to make a game, you need to make anything else. So I figured starting with games and then spiraling off of that, we could support all kind of creatives. So this is sort of a new age community center. I mean, it's it's a a hub, a place to bring people of all kinds. Yeah, I I started thinking co-working space, but community center is what it's turning more into because we have education parts, we do public events, private events, birthday parties, that kind of thing. We've held memory uh what do you call those uh um, repass for yeah memorial services for people oh, we do, we do so all kind of crazy stuff yeah. really so there's there's no limit not really not unlike gaming tell there's some parallels let's talk about that some Very kind much. of parallels to gaming Can yeah you, you want to sure gaming i see as and it's probably kind of trite to say but i think it's the most important form of creativity we've ever had as a species wow because you need someone to create it but you also need someone to perform it and the performance part is also creativity a player is creating the art that they are experiencing sure. that someone else shaped for them. And yeah. like that, this space is whatever someone needs. So they walk in and see, okay, there are video game systems, but I got to print out a file for a class report or something. Cool, we've got that. Oh, I need some art. Well, there's an artist over there. Go talk to him. See if you can get him to help you out. Now, that somehow kind of you just tied soul and spirit yeah. to something that some people see as a, you know, the digital space is... Yeah, you know, it can be off-putting or, or, or intimidating or, yeah. you know, but what you've done is you said, no, this is a human expression. This is an extension of who we are. Absolutely. And I, also I, a powerful medium. Let's let's get down in the, in the thick of it. What's your favorite game to play? Easily Final Fantasy VII, released in 1997 on the original PlayStation. Next up, we're speaking with Jason Veers here at Creative Mornings Cleveland. So, Jason, 
What brings you to Gamer Haven today? So I'm actually a friend of Jared's. I'm involved in the local Cleveland game development scene. I want to come out and hear what he has to say because I'll listen to him talk about anything. That's awesome. And, and so how long would you say you've been excited or involved in the Cleveland gaming scene? Uh, for game development, about two or three years. I found the group and started doing some little development with them, but I'm playing games for about you know, 20, 30 years. Right, right. So is that what you do for trade? Tell, tell me a little bit about what you do for a living and... How do you bring game to that? How does game power what you do? Right, so I'm a professional software developer and I've played games through my whole life and I still am able to work with game development in my free time. That's one of the nice things about the hobby nowadays is that it's so easy and accessible that I can sure. scratch that itch and then just do it a little bit without having to make it my career. And I've taken some of the lessons of gamification, some of the reinforcements that you can do in games where you get kids to learn all kinds of complex systems in games on their own Whereas in school, you got to force them to learn. And so I've taken some of the reward systems that games use and tried to integrate that in our software products so that we can encourage people to explore and find new ways to use our tools. Does game, the idea of having game, does that inspire your creativity or, or your work? Absolutely. One of the cool things I think is that, just as a quick antidote, you know, back in the days when movies first came out, they, there was an argument, is our movies an art form? Right. Where because at that time, all they did was they did a play and they shot it with a steady camera and that was it. And it's like, why would people do that? They don't even, you know, it doesn't add anything that a play doesn't do. But that's because at the time they didn't know how to do movies. All of the concepts like a panning shot and a close-up didn't exist. They didn't have the vocabulary to make use of the art form. And I think we're approaching that point nowadays in video games. We're still exploring what is possible in games we do, especially from a storytelling and cinematic perspective. We're still figuring out the tools and basic vocabulary of how we can express ourselves with this medium. So you feel like it's still a, a, a wide open frontier. Oh yeah, we are the open, the very cusp of the beginning of what we can do with games. Now I'm talking with Lauren Ulray here at Creative Mornings. Hi, Lauren. Hi. <laughs> Tell me what brought you here today. What, what attracted you to the theme game? Well, I've attended a coding workshop and also participated in Global Game Jam mm -hmm. with Jared. So I thought it was cool to uh, come out and hear more about how he defines game and just talked about the topic in general. So, Tell us how you have game. How I have game. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's funny. I love playing games, but I'm not very good at playing them. So right, <laughs> I think the engagement right. is, is more fun to me than winning. So that's always my philosophy with game. Do you have a favorite game that you play? I really like the game Drawful from Jackbox. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's Tell me a little bit about that. So you're supposed to, to draw a really poor picture on your phone with your finger. And then you... Uh, do it based on a prompt, and then your friends have to guess what it is. So and you get points based on if they guess right or wrong. That's pretty cool. Is it one-on-one? -on -one? I mean, it, uh, or can you have a group and uh, cross yeah, across the internet? Yeah, it's group. It's group collaborative. It's more fun when you have a ton of people in one room playing it too. Right. So. That's so cool. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what you do, and then uh, how is that important? How does game have a role in what you do? So I'm a 3D artist, along with my. My coworker Lisa, <laughs> who's here with me. We develop 3D models for a new anatomy curriculum at Case Western Reserve University, and we use augmented that. reality with Microsoft HoloLens. So, in a way, we kind of—it's interesting. It's—it's it's allowing me to reflect on how we're kind of 
engaging uh, medical students more and have, allowing them to have a little more fun. What's the takeaway? Takeaway, I guess anyone can be a gamer and that's really cool. <laughs>
And there's been some studies, and I can't, I'm not going to be able to cite one specific study, but you may have some examples of how gaming or the gamification of learning, like engaged learning, how that's really more effective for large groups of people, like the new way of learning. Do you have any examples of that? I can't think of any studies offhand, but yeah, I mean, the one thing that I think is awesome and where I'd like to see games, where I'd like to see games go is just being a another tool in people's education toolbox, you know, like sometimes, you know, it might be reading, sometimes it might be, you know, working with other people, sometimes it might be through games. I don't think games necessarily need to be singled out as this, oh, this different way of doing things. I think it should just be this normalized things where it's like, oh, we're going to do a game based on, you know, ancient Rome or, you know, a different event in history or, you know, we're going to do games on, on math or words or things like that. Games have a different way of engaging people and, you know, your brain processes those things differently when you need to participate in it. Right. So right there with reading, writing, arithmetic, game, Mm -hmm. you know, or it's really more embedded in the whole curriculum. Like you said, it's it's part of the toolkit. Exactly. Or it should be, could be. Because games, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, what culture, it doesn't matter where you're from. We all play games and, you know, games are a way we communicate. Is there a project in the gaming industry that's most exciting to you right now? I think a lot of the independent games are what I find exciting because, you know, we have the big, you know, AAA, you know, Call of Duty, Halo. um, Electronic Arts. What are some of those companies? Is Activision still a company? I mean, they're... Yep, yep, exactly. So those big companies are doing the same thing that, you know, Hollywood's doing, you know, pumping out the same types of things, bigger, better, more explosions, but... You know, independent game developers can explore, you know, difficult subjects. They can explore subjects that companies might not consider commercially viable. So, one, you know, you have these different experiences. You have these new experiences. And two, you can engage underserved, you know, groups, people who don't see themselves represented in games. You can have those types of things explored. Well, it's interesting because there's a lot of conversation about film and and truly how independent film is what will save film Mm -hmm. once Hollywood gets out of its own way. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and maybe there's real parallels. Uh, The gaming industry has surpassed film in terms of revenues, Mm -hmm. but it's that same animal. It's that just, it's become a corporate beast. That churn. So you're saying there's a whole indie gaming movement? Absolutely. Whether it be small creators that are just you know, making something that maybe they're not intending to sell. They're just, you know, the same way you'd release a poem or an EP on, on Bandcamp or something. Somebody might release a, a game or maybe it's a studio of 10 people who can do something new, quicker and more different than, you know, one of those large companies. Let's get a little bit, let's get a little bit down in, into sort of the cultural conversation. We talked earlier with Robert about how gaming can break down barriers. I think you even mentioned that earlier here. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like a good time to break down some barriers. Exactly. How? How does that, what does that look like? So, you know, especially with independent games, you know, you can empower people who maybe didn't have a voice before, you know, people of color, you know, LGBT, any type of marginalized population, they can create a game about their experiences. There's a, a gentleman who made a game I want to say it was called Borders, and it's about border crossing. You have a time limit that. to try to cross the border. And if you perish, it's, you know, there's border patrol, there's water that you have to pick up on the way. If you perish, there's just, you know, like a little skeleton. And it's right. kind of, you know, cartoony graphics. You know, it's not, you know, graphic or anything like that. But 
he sets the game up at an expo and you know you'll just watch it and you know at the beginning of the expo there might be you know like one or two skeletons but by the end there's just you know all these skeletons littered everywhere and it's just a you know political statement about you know the state of people trying to cross the border and and things like that and you can't get that effectiveness you know in the same way when someone's you know what's, walking in those shoes what's uh what's maybe some advice for the folks here because it's such a it is such a diverse group that was here today that mm -hmm. was that was a beautiful thing mm -hmm. what do you want them to take away from today think about playfulness think about games in life you know or society is hustle 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 work 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 you know take some time back try something new try something you're not good at and you know you might discover something about yourself or about the world it's fascinating to gather ideas from so many people with different backgrounds and experiences on how game permeates our daily lives we'd like to wrap the show with a quote for inspiration Today's passage is from Shigeru Miyamoto, Japanese video game developer, producer, and designer for Nintendo, and responsible for creating the most legendary video game franchises of all time. Mario, Legend of Zelda, Donkey Kong, and many more. He says humbly, video games are bad for you? That's what they said about rock and roll. And remember, this is your wake-up call to find that thing that truly inspires you. Thanks for tuning in to Wake Up Call. Join us next month here at Creative Mornings Cleveland, where we'll be exploring the theme commitment. But before we leave, I'd like to share with you some additional highlights from our Wake Up Call interviews on game. And then uh, last question, do you have game? I hope so. I don't know, I've, I've been a little falling off on it, but I think I have game. Oh, that's a very open-ended question every single day of my life as I hold my Nintendo Switch customized. Oh, I got all the games. Wake Up Call is a production of The Front Porch People, Cleveland's premier podcast and radio network, where great conversations happen. A special thanks to executive producers Joan Andrews and Michael DeAloya, producers Julie Fink and Bridget Coyne, audio engineer Eric Coltnow, business development manager Connor Standish. We'd also like to thank 2Bob Crew for the use of their song, Rooster, available on iTunes. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us an iTunes review. It really helps. You can learn more about this and other podcasts from The Front Porch People at thefrontporchpeople.com. And I'm your host, David Moss. Thank you for listening to Wake Up Call, Ideas That Crow. questions we've got answers business leadership ownership and sales can be challenging tune into the accelerate your business growth podcast to learn from the world's experts join me your host diane helbig as i chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business you'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas tips and suggestions you need to realize greater success Get what you need for your business, when you need it, from the people who have the answers. 
Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.